0: When the game is over, the fun begins. Interviews, highlights, analysis, and your opinion. This is Overtime Open Line, brought to you by the Canadian Brew House. Now, from the Terry Paranich Team Broadcast Center, Reed Wilkins
1: Wilkins. on On Oilers Radio. 6.30, Chad. Crawford, rebound, launched out. To the high slot. Left arm gets it back from McDavid. Dances to his right. Top of the circle. He'll take it down low in the corner and then feather one back to McDavid. He'll walk the line. Move it over to Eberle. In front. Wrist shot. Score! Leon Dreisaitl. His second goal to go along with an assist. And it's 5-0 Edmonton. Second power play goal of the night. And it's all over but the crying for the Blackhawks trying for the
2: Blackhawks, cheering for Oilers fans tonight. It's a high five, five, nothing. The Oilers knock off the Chicago Blackhawks. Oh yeah, they get to five and you can go to the Oilers page on 630 chedcom right now and turn on to to see the Japanese village goal light. But first right down to Oilers head coach, Todd McClellan.
0: One coming in there, a veteran team and Took everybody to beat them, so uh, I would say that's as close as we've come to a complete game um, as a group. Um, a lot tighter as far as checking, not uh, not very many two on ones, three on twos, three on ones, and um, it's a good sign for our team moving forward. We're going to have to be better in those areas, um, as well as getting some more offense and, and those bounces that maybe we weren't getting during their losing streak. What's
3: your, what's your power play here tonight? That, that has to be-
0: went in the net. You know, it wasn't. We didn't draw anything new up. We didn't uh, change the units dramatically. It went in the net. Sometimes that happens. Um, we actually had a montage of, of chances that we've had over the last four or five games, posts, open nets. You look at how many opportunities Ebb's had tonight as well. That could, there could have been a couple more. But you put all of those together and the power play looks at it and goes, geez, you know what? We, we are creating opportunities. It's got to go in eventually. And tonight it did. I think we got credit for two and likely three when they review it. Again, we we don't harp on it. We're not going in there and saying we got a score first. We've got because once you if you don't, it really sets the team back. Then we just talk about being aware of what's coming, uh, being sharp early and uh you know tonight the goaltender had to make a save on taves one minute in so sometimes the start's a goalie giving you a save early as well i don't
1: know what players are going to make that much
3: of a difference you would think But chris russell was out the team was comes back, what has he done to just maybe help how you jaded
0: your well when i talk about chris coming back in um i want to make it's perfectly clear that we like what, what Eric Greiba does for our team. And uh, as I answer the Russell questions, uh, Gribes came out and, and uh, I don't want to come across as throwing him under the bus because he means a lot to our to our group, but Rusty has uh, uh, some connection with Sakara right now. Um, he has a little more pace in his game, he's got the ability to slide and hold on to pucks a little bit longer, blocking and fronting shots is a big part of it. Um, he's just, he's a confident player right now. It makes a difference. Well, how do you think your team had the, I mean, big high at the beginning of the year with the record and then there was a little bit of like, a low little skid. And, I mean, I know with the good teams, they kind of keep you yeah. through all that. What have you seen? Well, we're, we're um, you know, our, our team, I would describe it starting with a G as well, but it's a growth team and uh, we're still learning to figure that part out. I, I really like our leadership group, how it's handling it. Um, and, um, you know, that rubbing off on the others will will improve as we go forward. You know, we got to get into another winning streak so that we can keep it on an even keel, and, and perhaps we're starting that now. It makes a big, big difference when there is the threat up there because it spreads the defending team out a little bit. They can't all play just below the the tops of the circles. They have to honour the top, and it gives some of our other players a little bit of extra space down below. It gives us a little more time at the net. Um, So teams have to honour that a little bit more, so it does make a huge difference. Good night. That's Oilers
2: head coach Todd McClellan, courtesy of GCL Diesel, serving oil country for 45 years with genuine parts at wholesale prices. The Oilers beat Chicago 5 nothing tonight. And as I was saying, you can go to the Oilers page on 630Ched.com, look for the Japanese Village Goal Light, print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village. Three locations in Edmonton, downtown, south side and north side. We turn that on whenever the Oilers score five or more in a game. They have done that two games in a row Four, to- four times overall this season. It's 10 o'clock. Thanks for tuning in. Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Terry Peranich Team Broadcast Center, along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins. Well, Rob, the Oilers passed the test tonight. A lot to talk about. We might as well start at the beginning, and of course, fans can jump in. 780-496-0063 is our phone number. Again, the value of an early goal of having the lead for the second straight game the Oilers score in the first three minutes.
3: Uh, the Oilers are a different team when they're not chasing. When the Oilers get a lead, they, they seem more comfortable out there, uh, much more comfortable in years gone by. Uh, they understand how to close games out. When they're chasing, all of a sudden they, they seem to get away from their game plan at times, which creates other odd man rushes against, other errors against. They, tonight was just, and I thought Todd McCullen said it best, it was might have been their most complete game they played as a whole team all season long. They, you go up and down their lineup, and I'm looking through it right now, and I don't know a player that had a weak game today. Everyone did what they were supposed to do. Their power play uh, did what it was supposed to. The the penalty killing was successful, good goaltending, strong defensive play, and it wasn't a a beat up Arizona Coyote team that they just uh, won. It was against one of the best teams in the National Hockey League for the last five, six years who have a healthy lineup and their best players have been playing well all season long and, and the Oilers were the better team in the game tonight. They had the better chances they created the most opportunities and when they got the lead it didn't seem at any point that chicago was going to come back so it was it was a from start to finish it's exactly what the edmonton oilers needed to do
2: so 20 games in a quarter of the way through the season the oilers at 11 8 and 1 they are in first place in the pacific division Connor McDavid leads the NHL in scoring. He had two assists tonight. Leon Dreisaitl finishes with two goals and an assist. Oscar Kleffbaum with a goal and an assist. He uh, had an assist on a power play goal. Dreisaitl got the power play goal right at the end of the game. And Sekera's goal, we originally thought it was a power play goal, Rob. It is not a power play goal. It is scored just when the penalty to Kruger expired. But, you know, we'll officially, officially two for four. But uh, really three goals created by the power play tonight and probably the most dangerous I don't say I'm not going to say probably in my mind the most dangerous the Oilers power play has looked start to finish in a game this year
3: and and for a lot of reasons uh there was net presence at all times they had net presence getting shots through from the point we've seen in the past that the Oilers have struggled at times to get the puck through it gets blocked and all of a sudden shot down you got to start all over again puck retrieval when there was a misplay, if the puck went in the corner alpha rebound, the Oilers were first to get it and then support. When they had the puck in the corner and were being checked or bothered, there was another player very close by lending support. Eventually they would support, support, get it into an open spot and then start their their plays again. So yeah, it, it was good. And I know that there's been a lot of fans that have worried about the power play and there's been a lot written in the papers and stuff. The Oilers power play is going to have success. Because Connor McDavid is on it, he is that good. He changes the complexion every time he steps on this. Now you give him a man advantage. Things are going to be good. And, and tonight it was it was a game changer. I mean, their power play in reality three power play goals. That was the difference in the hockey game.
2: All right, the Oilers win it five nothing. You can also text 30 But well, we'll start with the phone lines. We have Beaumont Sean standing by. Hi, Sean. Go ahead. Hey, uh,
4: good evening, guys i am to say, you know, it's nice to see them not turn a five-game losing skid into a ten-game losing streak like they did last year. But, uh, you know, and to fight back, they get a couple big wins against the team. question to have for you is, how long did it take them to get the 23 points last year? Because I was trying to remember, and I think it was like it had to have been the end of February or something like that. I
2: don't know if it was quite that long, <laughs> but it was it was far too long.
3: I can just look it up on the fly here. Yeah, I, I don't think it was that. But it's it's a different team. It's a team that when you watch them play, you feel they're going to win hockey games. Last year we hoped. This year you you're like okay, yeah, they're going to win this one tonight. They got they're out playing this team. They're out chancing this team. So it's oh, a, okay, just a cool. deeper team this year.
5: Well, that's just
4: it. And you know, Chris Russell, Like, yeah, I'm wondering if maybe him out of the lineup. Like, I know it's not the only reason, but. You know, as soon as he comes back in, all of a sudden it looked like a completely different team than the team that was losing those five in a row. Like, he just seems to be such a difference maker on that back end for them now.
3: He, he's good. He's good, and it solidifies their top four. And then whatever what happens when, when a player goes out with injury, players get moved up into the lineup. So all of a sudden, either a nurse or, or at last it was a Benning that was moved up higher in the lineup. And they, they, they do okay but they're playing out of their role, out of their position. When a player comes back and gets healthy, now everyone goes back to where they belong. Now you have a third pairing of Benning and Nurse that have been excellent. And they're playing the role that they need to play because uh, Russell is back into the spot in the 3-4 spot. So having him back in the lineup certainly changes the complexion of this hockey team.
2: Sean, it was December 6th last year. The Oilers got points 23 and 24. When they beat Buffalo 4-2, they improved to 11, 15, and 2 at that point. So they're about two weeks ahead of the pace, if that's what you're looking for.
4: Okay, so yeah, then, you know, maybe it is slowly yeah, slowly turning north, and, you know, maybe we're not going to finish dead last again for a
2: change. Well, I don't think they're going to be dead last. I think I, I think they can hang around in a playoff race, so, so that's going to be fun. There's going to be ups and downs, but... Uh, but I think they'll be able to recover from some of the downs. Thanks for calling, buddy. We hope to hear from you again. That's Beaumont, Sean, 780 4960063 Oilers win 5 nothing. That means a $125 donation to the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation coming from Booster Juice, an oasis of freshness in a fast-paced world. They give $25 for every goal all season long. Rob, I put out there on uh, Twitter tonight for fans to tweet me back and pick the fourth star. Of course, the three stars were Clefbaum, Talbot and McDavid. I'm not going to count all, or uh, par- pardon me, yeah, on Talbot and McDavid. Didn't they announce Drysaddle in the building? Uh, I thought Drysaddle was, Dreisaitl Dreisaitl was out.
3: on He was on the TV. I think it was Drysaddle because Drysaddle's picture was on the. Yeah, he skated out. Well, I guess they have different ones on the sheet than are what are announced.
2: Whatever. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people suggesting uh, Chris Russell for the fourth star tonight sean brought him up in that call courtesy of mission around auctioneering check out maauctions.com for industrial and automotive sale dates and a lot of people giving matt hendricks props for blocking a slap shot with about five seconds left in a five nothing game
3: it's who he is you just can't take that out of him that's why the oilers want him in the lineup that's why they want him in the dressing room he plays the game the right way
2: all right so a five nothing win tonight i mean again the do you just keep rolling with this lineup until uh, there's a
3: flaw that causes a loss? I don't see, I don't even know if it's a loss you're looking for. I think I think you look at each player individually. And right now up and down the lineup, everyone is doing the right things. And this is the best team game they've played all season long. So, yeah, this this is the same lineup I would throw in against Colorado and then play it by ear there. I, I if if they play well and lose, do you change the lineup? Maybe, but the the players that are out have to be doing have to be able to come in and do better than the players that are in there, and right now what we've saw p- from Puliat throughout the beginning of the season, and unfortunately for Letestu, it, what they have in there is better, and with the emergence of Aslepishev the way he's playing, uh, Puliaryev who's getting stronger, looking better, Pitlick, I mean those are the guys that would be in and out of the lineup, and they're playing well, so you can't take them out of the line, and good on them. They got their opportunity through injury. They took advantage of that opportunity, and they're not letting it go. Got a text here
2: from Tyler J out of Bonneville. He says Talbot looked very sharp tonight. Crawford looked dull. Was he tired? Good game <laughs> by the Oilers tonight.
3: That's from uh, Tyler. I mean, I know that Bob uh, said that he probably had the first should have had the first goal. I mean, that's a tough one. I mean, Clefbaum walks in from his own blue line and fires it from inside the top of the circle. Most nights he does have it. I don't blame that much, as much on him, but the Slepeshev shot that was that was horrific. I, I mean, there was about 6-7 inches on the inside post. That's an an angle play where if he's in the right angle, there's absolutely no chance of that puck going in the net. Uh, Talbot was a much better goaltender tonight and one of the big reasons that the Oilers came away with two points. Well, and,
2: and I really like this because we talked about after the second period, it's 3 nothing Edmonton. And we've seen it a lot. The team that is down usually winds up getting more shots on goal. There's sometimes, you know, furious chances. They're blasting away from everywhere. The shots in the third period were 6-3. In favor of the Oilers. The Oilers only gave up three shots in the third period. I mean, it was 18-8 Chicago in the second period, but in the third period, the Oilers outshoot Chicago 6-3, and not a very wide
3: margin for the game. 31-27 Chicago. Well, we've we've seen this is a different Oilers team uh, going into third periods. It used to be, you know, okay, let's get through this. We need some big saves, five, six big saves, and we'll win a hockey game. That we saw it in, in Detroit. They. they they're a team that can shut other teams down. And one of the reasons is they got depth. They have four lines that they're not afraid to roll out there. They've got their fourth line that they feel that they can... Uh, there was a number of times tonight where the face-off was in their own zone, and they threw their fourth line out for an in-zone faceoff, which you don't see a lot of fourth lines doing. So when you have four lines that you can roll and feel confident with, and everyone, I mean, through this season, the defensive awareness has so much better than in past years. So that They're just not giving up those odd man breaks or, or, or huge goal scoring chances against and having the lead they don't have to they don't have to cheat anywhere so the Oilers were very good in the third period and the chicago blackhawks just could get nothing going and
2: speaking of corey crawford let's hear from him courtesy of challenge insurance group challenge creates opportunity we provide solutions
0: before you guys were talking before the game that you know it's good that you guys would come back from 3-0 down it's not a recipe for success disappointing that it happened again today
5: I mean, this. That wasn't our team. Uh, tough loss, and just forget about, worry about the next game. Is it one of those where you just kind of flush this one away, or do you just take something from it? No, I don't take anything from this one. I mean, we created a few good chances, but uh, it's just one of those games where nothing was going right. Uh, everything they touched was going in, and. Um, just felt like one of those games. For you personally, you just you just flush this one out and have a short memory come back Wednesday. Oh, for sure. For sure. Uh, never really got into that one. It was, it was a weird game. Um, I mean, obviously not great, but not too worried about that. Thanks, Mike. All right, that's Chicago
2: goaltender Corey Crawford. Rob, who's just ready to move on you know here's the thing they uh, they're th- three of their last four games for the Hawks, they lose 4 nothing in Winnipeg, they fall behind 3 nothing in Vancouver but rally to win and then tonight they lose 5 nothing. so I mean, <laughs> we've faced an Oilers team that was falling behind a lot over the last couple of weeks and now Chicago, a great team obviously but that rut can happen to anybody.
3: Well and I think that's a great thing to, to sit back and look at, you know, you, when your team goes through stretch where it can't find the back of the net or it seems to find a way to fall behind early in every game and it feels like, why is it Why is it always our team? Every team goes through losing streaks. Every team goes through stretches where you're like, okay, seriously, I don't know if these guys know how to play anymore. Yet, the good teams have them fewer and fewer, and when they get on their good slides, when they start playing well together, then they stretch together the eight and nine or the 10 and 12, and that's what the others need to do. They've had one of those big ones early in the year, and now we talked about schedules. The Oilers had an easy schedule, took advantage of it. They had a tough schedule, uh, four and six, not bad. They could have been better, should have been better, but still respectable. Now they're getting into an easier schedule and when we say easier it's not like they're playing against uh, a grade 12 girls team they're playing against teams that are normally lower in the standings so you got to take advantage of those games and let's see if they can put together another little run
2: five nothing the final tonight seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three we have ed on the phone line ed thank you very much for calling go ahead
4: how's it going guys uh much better night tonight for sure eh absolutely I uh, just wanted to touch on Endo. I know you you mentioned it earlier about his block with about four seconds left. Uh, I had a bit of a disagreement with a friend of mine. Um, he figured it was kind of a bonehead move to be doing that that late in the in the game, of five nothing. But uh, to me, that just shows the the heart and and the, the you know the, just the team aspect of it, where he was doing that to, to help preserve that shutout for
3: Talbot. Um, I mean, you, you that bet you win that bet. And yeah. that, I mean that's that's leadership. Now if it's Absolutely. an exhibition that's, game, it's modern, and it's David. Don't hurt. lie I, down. I, I understand the the other side of the coin. My buddy, you
4: know, he didn't want him getting hurt. He's just coming back, and you know but, that he, it's kind of meaningless. So what if they just score a goal? Is what he's saying. And uh, I, I just to me it was just that. That's all heart. That's that team.
3: Yeah, players, uh, players don't go into a game or go into a situation and say, okay, don't get hurt. Because when they do, that's usually when they do get hurt. You play yeah, the game, absolutely. and if things work out well, you come out of the game healthy. If they don't, you get, you get back on the injury list. So it, it was the absolute right play. The respect of the players is there. A lot of guys went to the goalie at the end of the game. A bunch of players went to Matt Hendricks at the end of the game. So good on him.
2: Ed, I have, a, I have a, something you can use get, use on your buddy. If Matt Hendricks shouldn't try and block a shot late in the game, then I guess Leon Dreisaitl should have shot wide with a minute 20 left. (laughs) You don't need another goal. You're up four nothing, right? I mean, you got to keep. I, I mean, I understand you don't want guys getting hurt. There's a risk, but I mean, you're you're playing to make plays. You're you're playing to create a mentality and a standard where I think you say regardless of the score this is how we want to perform.
3: Well, where, where I saw something along this lines is when we were playing in, in Pittsburgh, we had a, a video session and our assistant coach put together a video of three times that Steve Eyersman laid down to block shots in exhibition. And he said, more or less, if this is one of the best players in the world, putting his body on the line in a meaningless exhibition game, then I think the rest of us should be able to do that at any point during a real game. So uh, to me, it. I respect what Hendricks did. I believe that's why he's in the National Hockey League playing is because he does the little things and he does them all the time.
2: Yeah, thanks a lot for calling 780-496-0063. Oilers win 5 nothing. It's the third shutout of the season for Cam Talbot. And let's hear from him courtesy of GCL Diesel, serving oil country for 45 years with genuine parts at wholesale prices.
6: Well, Cam, I mean, Overall a pretty complete team effort uh, tonight. What does it mean for this group to, to be able to match up with a team like the Hawks? How is that for the confidence? Yeah, they're a perennial contender. I mean, uh, they're they're a measuring stick in this league and to
4: to get a big win like that on our home ice uh, says a lot about the guys in this room and and uh,
6: how we can compete with teams like that. Talk about the complete effort, but you when 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 I mean the team needed you the most, you were there to bail them out. Uh, a shout out tonight. How did that feel?
4: I mean just Two points feels great. I mean, the shutout's just a bonus. But, I mean, the, the boys in front of me played great. Um, and like I said, that's... Uh had to come up with maybe a few big saves there in the second period, a couple in the first, but uh, we really locked it down in the third period and uh, found a way to play with the lead there, and that's what we need to do against teams like that to close them out. So that's a uh, big confidence boost for us going forward, knowing that we
6: can close out those games against the tough teams. Just from your standpoint, how big is it having Russell back in terms of the, the entire D sort of being slotted in their place? It just seems like you guys can roll 3D pairings, and it seems to be like the puck's getting out quickly and uh, there's no breakdowns in your own
4: end is how big is that just having him back yeah russ is huge for us i mean he just kind of slows down the game he's so smart with the puck uh and his shot blocking ability is pretty much second to none so to have him back there with reggie and and have the two veteran presence on that on that pairing and just have the other guys kind of read off them and and learn off them i mean that's that's huge for our team thanks cam no problem
6: read that's Kim talbot
2: Brendan Ulrich work in the Oilers dressing room tonight and for Talbot it is a 31 save shutout as the Oilers win at 5-0. If you're on hold, stay there. We want to talk to you. It's Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Terry Piranich Team Broadcast
1: Centre. a long toss. Hayes is wide open. Rich shot off the rush and a save made by Talbot. Rebound. Slapped that by secra back into the high slot. Big save by Cam Talbot just 40
2: seconds into the game. He would not be beaten tonight. Save of the game for Armour Insurance. Complete a free quote for a $10 Tim card at ArmorInsurance.ca. Talbot, 31 stops. He gets the shutout. The Oilers win 5-0. I'm Reed Wilkins. He's Rob Brown. 780-496-0063 is how you can talk to us. And we have Cam on the line. Cam, thanks for calling. What's on your mind? Hey, guys, this
7: is Canadiana. Hey, late night, staying up, listening to the radio. It's the best, isn't it? Really good, especially after a big win like that. So I was just going to talk about a couple of things, if you don't mind. Um, I'm just really, really happy with Todd McClellan making a stand uh, with, and it doesn't matter who it is, but with a particular player that, you know, got demoted after not back checking hard, that was pivotal, I think, for the team. And uh, I think this next run here, you know, 10, 12 games, I think, I think they have to figure out who's completely on board and who isn't. And uh, I, I just, I really hope that, you know, everybody comes comes up big in the effort level. And if they don't, I think they got to start, you know, firing guys out of town because this team's just too good to let, you know, a couple guys not, not work hard. And then the second part is, um, I was just going to say, I think Chris Russell is really that good. Um, if you look what happened in the playoffs a few years ago, and I know you guys, you're praising them too. It's not a polar view, but... Um, You know, two years ago in the playoffs with the Calgary Flames, I mean, Giordano was out, and they rushed to get him back in the lineup, and and it took Russell's minutes um, probably down by about 40%, and, you know, their team was was just completely different. I I just think he's one of those guys that has a metaphysical effect on the team. I just, there's some, he's, he's a, he's a, just, there's something about kind of guy. And uh, you know, I it's hard to put a number on it. There was a play in the in the corner tonight where someone was down low and you know, he he just lifted the stick and got the puck under control, moved it up ice. I don't wanna get carried away, but it was like something Ray Bork used to do. So, uh he's he's awesome. I'm just so glad we've got him. What a what a wonderful addition. So that's all I really wanted to say, boys.
2: Yep, thanks a lot, Cam. We appreciate it. Russell, definitely a couple of solid games here since coming back from injury. We also have Wes on the phone lines. Wes, you're on with Robin Reed. Go ahead, buddy.
5: Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. Uh, just, uh, I'm not going to talk about Russell. I think people covered it. But just looking at the game, just watching it, I don't think there's one winner that didn't play the way they should have. Except uh, I don't think that I've been seeing very good games out of Ebbs and Looch. And I just think it's, like, it's super hard to sit to two individuals like that. You know, you can't really take them out like Pouliot or, like, test you, right? So wh- what's your guys' take on that? Like, what do you do with Pouliot? Like, what do you do with evs and Loos? Like, I feel like they've been juggling the lines. Like, McCollin's been trying to get them going or something, but
3: I'm, I it's I mean, pretty hard. I mean, really had six shots then, I think, on net. I think he led the team in shots, had a number of scoring chances. He tried his one move on a two-on-one. I've seen him work before. It didn't work today. I thought he's been better playing on a line with Nugent Hopkins over I the agree. last few years. I games. agree
5: with that. Yeah, I do. I do see that him and him and Nugent are playing a lot better than he was with McDavid. I don't know why that is because I, I see a lot of spurts of McDavid and Nugent sometimes. How he carries it through the zone. But I don't know why why he wasn't clicking with McDavid, and and I don't think that he's playing at his full potential because there's a, he, at one point he was on the power play, and he got a easy feed just in the high slot like his, you know bread and butter just easy snipe usually for him, and he didn't one time or anything. He took his time, he he just missed or wide. I think I think the goalie got a piece of it, but. You, know, you need to bury those. I think. Yeah. Well, I
2: mean, Everly. I mean, Everly has to score. I mean, he has he has the shot. He scored in the past. Uh, I I know. I, I think I know the play you're talking about. I think some fans actually booed that he didn't one time the puck. He did make a good one timer later on in the game where he was able to to fire it. I mean, I I the the thing is, Wes, and and you probably know I host a talk show on non game nights and. For some reason, well, not for some reason. I know why Eberly's become now the guy a lot of fans want to pick on. Um, I, I I don't think that that's really completely justified that we want to take an 11-8-8 eight, eight and one team and say, well, they'd be 13-7-1 if not for you. You know what I mean? I I, I mean, sure. I realize Eberly isn't a big physical force. He's not the best backchecker in the world. So if he doesn't finish his chances, pe- people are going to get on him. Having, having said that, I, I don't look at his play tonight in a 5 nothing win and say he was the only Oiler that, that didn't do his job. I mean, I, I, I think this was a, a pretty complete team game and Todd McClellan even called it that. 780-496-0063 is how you can get us. The Hawks are shut out for the second time in their last four outings. Their coach, Joel Quenville, courtesy of Challenge Insurance Group, Challenge Creates Opportunity. We provide some. A, a lot
8: of tough things in this game, but especially when those goals are scored at the last couple seconds, last minute of a, of a period,
9: how deflating Well, it was like uh, the other night in Vancouver, we were fortunate to come down, uh, coming back from three zip after two, and then tonight... Uh, you know, you think there's an outside chance, but it's uh, not even close to getting back into it. But you can't give up leads like this. And, uh, and uh, you know, we didn't uh, generate enough traffic at the net, had some shots, but not not the, the ones that make it tough on the goaltender. And, uh, you know, they, they had some breaks around our net tonight. In all four games in this trip,
0: you've fallen behind early. Is that kind of a concern?
9: Yeah, our first periods have been a concern here uh, most of the year. But I think tonight, uh, we, we you know, was, was one of those first periods where, well, we I mean, I got a power play goal and we're still in the hockey game and it was uh, better, uh, you know we seem to be getting better as the games go, go on here and uh, tonight wasn't the case. Crawford said he
5: kind of felt a little weird out there it was a weird game for him
9: do hope he just flushes this one out of the system was back on Wednesday? Yeah Crow's been great for us all year so it's one game and uh, we'll move ahead here and uh, you know, he's been, uh, you know, one of the biggest reasons why we've gotten off to the start we have. What do you see
7: know,
9: on that penalty kill that just struggled tonight? Uh, you know, so we the one we could have gotten in a shooting lane and uh, one at the end uh, had some guys that uh, don't always kill and uh, that might have been part of it. And uh, well, I don't know if the other one counted uh, when the guy stepped out of the box or not, but, uh, you know, David kid special, and uh, you know he absorbs uh, a lot of attention. And he's got some uh, good play recognition. He can change uh, the situation rather quickly. So that was the uh, first time we got to see that. Look, everyone come out of this one Uh I think we'll be okay. Well, this has been
8: fantastic, but you, do you see more out of, of some of your other better guys top
9: guys? Uh, you know, you don't score in two or three games, and uh, you basically got production in one period out of nine. That's a, uh, you know, you're looking for ways to generate it. That Vinny's line had a little bit of uh, zip tonight. and But, uh, you know, we need four lines going, whether we're scoring or not, just have that offensive zone time, and uh, that's, a, that's what we're looking to get.
2: All right, that is Joel Quenville as the Blackhawks fall to 13-5-2. Not much of a fall. They're still on top of the West. The Oilers are now 11-8-1. Rocket and Greg are next on the phone lines. We have post-game reaction from Leon Dreisaitl, who had three points tonight. Oilers win at 5-0. It's Canadian Brewhouse overtime open
1: line from the Terry Paranich team broadcast center. And he just missed. Nugent Hopkins left it. Benning in the corner. Kicked it out to the point. Pajula. this time. He'll defer to Nugent Hopkins. Ten seconds to go in the period. Shots at
3: the score!
1: nothing Edmonton big goal by Andre Secra with
2: 7.7 7.6 uh, 7. seconds to go in the second frame made it 3 nothing. it was right as a power play expired the Oilers go on to beat Chicago 5 nothing. along with Rob Brown I'm Reed Wilkins thanks for tuning in before we go to the phones here Rob you just had a quick stat to add <laughs> to the Eberly conversation well
3: it's funny Jordan is taking a lot of abuse right now and he's got more points than Jonathan Taves like on the season. I mean has Jordan played up to his potential? No, I think he's got more in him. But I don't think he's he's dog meat out there. I think he there the puck's not going. I think there's some things in Jordan's game he's got to continue to improve and I'd love to see him find a better one timer. I'd love to see him work on that. Because he's gonna get a number of opportunities. And teams now know that they've got a split second longer to get across him because he he rarely one times it. But I I thought tonight, I I didn't see fault in in the Oilers tonight. I thought this was a a very good game from top to bottom against a very good hockey club. They outplayed the Chicago Blackhawks top to bottom. So I have a hard time saying anyone tonight uh, did not play up to their potential.
2: 780-496-0063, we have our old friend Rocket on the line. Hey Rocket, thanks for calling.
6: You know, the problem with Edmonton, Rob, is that you always have to have somebody to blame
3: <laughs> yeah, well true. True. Uh I just has gone. Well you can still yap at him, I guess. Poor guy, he's I think he's sat out five of the last seven games in Saint Louis too. Things have followed bad things have followed him there.
6: Yeah, I heard. I heard about that. You know, I could write an email about all the different things I want to talk about, but unfortunately, there isn't enough time. So, I'll go with uh, what pleases me the most, and and that's listening to. Uh, after all the years of teams coming into to Edmonton and her being on the road and. Talking about, uh, you know, how the game went, and deep down it was like Edmonton was an easy team to play against. It's nice to listen to the other coach and and the goaltender especially write it off like it was, uh, you know, the two points weren't valuable.
3: (laughs) Well, I guess when you're a team that's had so much success... (laughs) Especially Chicago. Yeah, in Chicago. Yeah, they're like, all right. I mean, that's one game. We'll get it back. I guess so. It's a little tougher when your team that has not had that success. Every point is just so important to them. So,
6: and we're not just doing it against Chicago. We're doing it against teams like Dallas, teams like uh, you know, like it's we've we've been making a point here. So, but
2: uh, I got something for you quickly here. The Oilers are four and one against the central division this year.
6: Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I'm I'm uh, I'm definitely aware of that for sure. No, it's uh it's exciting just to uh you know, like I said, to see uh from from even a coaching standpoint to you know, sitting uh guys like Pouliot and, and McClellan saying, No, we will not accept uh, nothing but hundred and ten percent effort and it doesn't matter who the player is, right? So well,
3: it's accountability. And I think that for for a while here the accountability wasn't for everybody. And now it is. And if you're a young player coming into this and they talk about culture change, if you're a younger player coming into this and you say, Oh my God, they just sat out Puliot. I mean Puliot, I mean how many years has he played? Or Cassian just sat on the bench or Jordan Everly was just pulled off McDavid's line and he was sat down. Well, if that's what they're doing to players that have been around who have established pros, well then I better fall in line and do the right things. It's hard to uh, hold players accountable when other players aren't. And Todd McClellan has done a very good job of, of standing up saying, this is the way we're going to play, this is the way we're going to conduct ourselves, and if we don't, well you won't play. And he's the first coach that we've really seen that has done it from top to bottom, not just. It's easy to bench a third or fourth liner. It's easy to bench a number six or seventh defenseman. It's another thing to pull a guy who's got 500, 600 games out of a lineup. But it sends messages right through the dressing room, and the players see that.
6: And fortunately for us, we have a a younger generation of hockey players that are coming up against some of the older guys and and proving themselves, you know, like Schleppeshev,
3: for example. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I think he's played very, very good. I'm... the one thing that you like to see is you ben like.: to see, Yeah, you that's like. To crazy. See, yeah, you like to see young players that come into the lineup through injury, get an opportunity and take advantage of it. And, and those players have, and that's why you can't afford to sit out at Pogliat. You can't afford to sit out a, a Lettestu who has been playing very well, because you've got young players that have grasped their opportunity and they don't want to let it go.
2: Rocket, thanks for calling, buddy. And certainly, you know, Slepashev scores again tonight. Pitlick second on the team in goals, and some of that depth scoring has been a big adjustment of the Oilers this for the Oilers this season. And our adjustment of the game is for Alberta's chiropractors. Life is the roughest game of all. Feel better, move better, live better. With help from your chiropractor, visit albertachiro.com. Gord with a Nominee for the text of the night. Who says I'm pretty sure the Eskimos losing the East final was Everly's fault. <laughs> uh, we have Gr- we have Greg on the phone line at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Hello, Greg. Wow, I don't even know if I can follow that up with
10: that text. Wow, <laughs> that was good. Um, so I called in for a couple things, but let's some of the callers I got. A few, a uh, couple things, and I'll get to it quick. Um, so first, I want to say I said shut up like ten times uh, with like five to ten minutes left in the game so everybody knows there's no jinx my wife told me not to say that but anyway um i do think Everly had a very good game and i do think he's a whipping boy for all the wrong reasons but i think he had a, an excellent game tonight like um a lot of scoring chances and high quality scoring chances too yeah i'd like to see him one time the puck but like you guys are talking about he did work on that in the off season, so so that's good um I also wanted to talk about everybody's whipping on Lucci 12. did you see the assist he had today? It was like McDavid's assist the other game. It was like McDavid 2.0 off the skate to another guy. Boom in the net. Right. So, so you can't take one without the other. Uh, the other thing I want to say is I thought the power play looked pretty good tonight. Um, they they changed up when things weren't working. You know, they 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 had guys rotating around and and I thought it, it looked good. So it does show that they're they're actually trying to figure out this power play, um, and and. You know, tonight it helped them out, and they ended up winning the game. And all in all, I thought it was a really good game from everybody. And and like I said, I think Eberle probably was probably should have been maybe the fourth star or fifth star because of how he played tonight. So I don't know why everybody's um, crapping on him. So, and that's just my opinion.
2: No, oh, we appreciate it, Greg, and stay on the line because you got a chance here to finish the play. You can qualify for a grand prize draw for $1,000 to Integra Tire Auto Center. Visit Integra Tire to experience service. You can trust Integra Tire experience integrity. Kellen, what do you have for us tonight?
1: In front, McDavid on his backhand and a poke check by Forsling. Worked it loose and a huge hit. All right. For finish the play, Greg,
2: did Chris Russell hit artemi panarin or tyler mott
10: uh did you mean did he crush tyler mott or or bump uh...
1: <laughs> there you
2: go there you go buddy let's hear that again
1: jim front mcdavid on his backhand and a poke check by forsling worked it loose and then a huge hit by tyler mott stepping up was chris russell and mott is checking for a bus ticket
2: Rob, what did I write down there in my notes when they... Russell Obliterate Mott. <laughs> That's what I put in my notes. He did for, hit him hard for too. The, for the highlights that I write. Really good step up hit, clean hit. I mean you 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 talk about guys, you know, don't don't jump, don't get your elbows up. That was a, a textbook body check reading the play and, uh, you know, catching a guy who was trying to clear the puck up the wall, and Russell got right into him.
3: And it got the fans into it, too. As we said during the game, it it doesn't take an end-to-end rush to get the fans out of their seats. A great hit like that did it here tonight, and that place was loud after that hit. Zach texting in,
2: he says, what do you think happens when Davidson becomes available? Benning has looked good, and to
3: me, Russell completes our top four. Your thoughts, that's from Zach. Well, it's funny, you and I were talking about that before we went on here to do the post-game show. I mean, Benning right now, in 11 games is plus eight. He leads the team in plus minus. He's, uh, he's a good hockey player that is probably accelerated a lot further ahead than anyone had expected. Uh, I'm sure the Oilers were hoping that he would turn into the right-handed shot defenseman that could be a, a guy that they can you know have faith in and getting the puck out, making that first pass, jumping up into the play. I don't think they expected him to do it this quickly. But he's been... Excellent. And he's played well with with Darnell Nurse. They've been a, a very um, comforting third pairing, defending uh, pairing that Todd McClellan can put out at any time and feel good about it. So I, I don't know. I mean, defensemen they fall like flies in, on any team. So by the time Davidson's healthy, maybe there will be a spot for him. But it is a it is a tough situation because I don't, honestly don't know who you pull. I mean, Benning's the easy one but uh, there's been games where Benning's been in your top three, four best defensemen in in the game. So it's a tough situation, but it's one that, you know, the coaching staff would like when you have the option of putting one or two good hockey players in your lineup.
2: So I mentioned the Oilers now in first place in the Pacific Division. Two points up on Anaheim and Los Angeles though the Ducks have a game in hand that they'll make up tomorrow against the New York Islanders. San Jose can move into that group of teams with 21 points. Two back of the Oilers if they win tonight and they probably will leading the Devils 3-0 in the third period. Your scoreboard presented by Advantage Trailer Rentals. The Sabres knocked off the Flames 4-2. The Flames fall do 8-12-1 on the season. The Rangers are now 14-5-1 beating the Penguins 5-2. The Avalanche, who the Oilers will visit on Wednesday with a 3-2 overtime win over the Blue Jackets. The Predators win on home ice, two goals from Subban, 3-1 over the Lightning in overtime. The Stars beat the Wild 3-2 and of course here in Edmonton, Oilers 5, Blackhawks nothing. Leon Dreisaitl had 3 points and you'll hear from him when we get back. It's Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Terry Pranich Team Broadcast (laughs) Centre.
0: Live from the Terry Perenich Team Broadcast Center, this is Overtime Open Line. Brought to you by the Canadian Brewhouse on Oilers Radio. 630
1: Chad. McDavid down the right hand side of the Oilers. He'll take it to the net with a centering pass off the mark. One time by Kleffbaum. Score! It dribbled through Corey Crawford and Oscar Klefbom has scored in three consecutive games. Edmonton takes the 1-0 lead at 239. Klefbom. From McDavid. How
2: about that? Clefbaum, the only Oiler to score in three straight so far this season. That turned out to be the game winner. 2:39 into the first period, Oilers go on to roll past Chicago, five nothing. We'll get to Nick on the phone line in a minute here, but first to the Oilers dressing room. The guy who had three points tonight. It's Leon Draisaitl. Uh,
3: everyone's around
6: him and these kind of interviews.
8: <laughs> yeah, I'm used to that. Uh, I, I got a million people around me every day with, with his interviews, so. Um, no, yeah, it's, uh, it's nice to get a win. A little bit about your night and the reason that we're around here, just uh, offensively, how good it felt for you. Yeah, I think today, you know, the puck bounced a little bit for me. Um, obviously, I think our line played a pretty pretty solid game again, and um, obviously our, our power play was huge tonight, and, um, you know, that was a key key for the win tonight. Part of
0: kind of making your win <coughs> at the NHL level is learning how to deal with ups and downs and slumps and stuff.
3: What did you... How do you think you handled it this time, and, and are you
8: learning to deal with these sorts of things? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, obviously, I had it last year too. I think every player goes through through something like that, and um, you know, it's just just the most important thing is how you sp- respond out of it. And um, you know, tonight uh, was a good night for me and for for a whole group to to you know respond and um, you know get uh, get two points.
0: The, through the first 10-11 games of the season there was just a lot of confidence in this group with the start that you had how much of that maybe sapped away during that losing streak and how much does like this maybe push you back in that direction
8: yeah I, I think losing games always takes a little bit away from your confidence but I think good teams get back into get back into winning and, and you know we, we did that in the last two games and I think it's huge for us that, that, that we don't keep sliding that we keep going forward and um, keep keep uh, keep getting so um, tonight uh, and, and uh, the last two games were huge for us.
6: And just to start capitalizing overall on the power play, I mean, that must be another element to the, to the team game that
8: really helps you guys right now. Yeah, for sure. I think the last, I want to say five, six games, I think of power play. Um, I think we had good looks, but we couldn't really capitalize on it. So it's nice to to get a few, few on the board to, you know, um, uh, help the team out with our power play, which, which we haven't been doing the last couple of games. So um, that's that's definitely nice. Reid, that's Leon Dreisaitl.
2: All right, thanks a lot, Brendan. And Dreisaitl in the face-off circle tonight, 59% as well. He took 22 draws. He's really getting strong in that area. We have Nick on the phone line. Hey, Nick, you're on with Rob and Reid. Go ahead. Hey, thanks for having me on. I'm a big
10: listener. I listen to podcast every day. Uh I thought that uh Klestom really took a big step up tonight. Uh it's really nice to see him and, and Russell really take control of our power play. Like we uh we haven't really had guys like that for a while and to see injuries like that go down and then especially when they come back in the lineup for us to start winning games really says a lot I think. So uh not only them but I think like the whole team as a whole, like having Pitlick score six goals I think it is now like we, uh, re- we really need that depth, and I think the team as a whole, not just McDavid, pe- 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 people like to say that McDavid is the one holding our team together, which is true in part, but I think our depth is really doing wonders for us right now, and it's good to see. I, I think we're really taking a big step forward here, and I'm excited to see the next few years here.
3: Yeah, I agree. The-, the depth is just something that the Oilers hasn't had in the past, and there's been so many games in the past Couple seasons where the Oilers will have a good shift, they'll have a second good shift, and then the third or fourth line will come out, and all of a sudden, all momentum is gone, it's gone the other way. And their first line gets out there again, they have to restart it all. So, right now, the depth has been fantastic, and it gives it's the luxury for Todd McClellan to play any of his four lines. And if there's a second or a third or whatever line's having an off night. Well, now they got other lines that they can put out there and pick up the minutes, minutes. so uh, it's been very, very good for the Oilers, and it's so good that a player like Mark Letestu, who's out of the lineup, uh, was playing well, but they still were able to pull him out of the lineup because other depth players were playing just a little bit better.
2: Some other notes for tonight. Drake Kajula gets another assist. He has two in two NHL games. Matthew Benning, who you talked about earlier, Rob, gets his fourth assist of his young career. Yes, he picks up a helper tonight. Anton Slepyshev scores his second of the year. And, Rob, one thing I say to you about guys sometimes, and especially, you know, we'll be sitting watching the road games together on TV, I'll say, well, I like that guy. He plays in a straight line. And I don't just mean he skates up and down Mm -hmm. his wing. But I said that about Slepyshev the other night in Dallas. I said he's playing in a straight line. And what I mean is, you know, when he gets the puck, He's starting to have the confidence and the wherewithal just to take it at the net quickly. Can't get straight to the net. Take the shot. I mean, he did that tonight. Took it in. Uh, now, he might have been able to pass to a wide open, yeah. <laughs> a dry cycle in front. But, but I mean, he, he he took the shot. He started to make quicker decisions. And he knows he's not a guy that is a McDavid who can crank it up and maybe skate between guys or around guys. So he's starting to recognize, okay, if I'm going to stick in this league, especially when I have the puck, i got to be a straight line type of player. Well,
3: he knows what his strength is. His strength is his, his size. He, he's a big, strong boy that if he starts putting his shoulder down and goes towards the net... I mean, it's going to take a pretty big guy to stop him, or they're going to have to hold him, or they're going to have to trip him, or they're going to have to interfere with him. And if they don't, then he gets a shot on net, which creates a scoring opportunity. So uh, he's played well, and he's getting a chance to. And what we've seen in the past, and a lot of teams do it, they'll have a a young player come up, and they'll give him fourth-line minutes, and he was a goal scorer in junior, he was a goal scorer in Europe, but now he's playing with two guys on the fourth line who are not offensive players. And then you're, well, he never scored for me. Well, you didn't give him a chance to succeed. But Sleposhev is playing on a line uh, that is going to give him that opportunity. He's playing with a good centerman that moves the puck, is going to create opportunities in dry saddle, and he's taking advantage of it. So good on uh, Slepeshev, but good on the Oilers for giving the young kid an opportunity to show what he can do. Now, if you put him with a skilled player and he doesn't do it, well, okay, he needs some more time. But they've given him that chance, and he's proved that he can play at this level. And it's been another good depth player for the Edmonton Oilers.
2: All right. The Oilers are 11-8-1, 20 games into their season. Back on the road again Wednesday, visiting the Colorado Avalanche, 6:30, Face-off show. The game will start at 8. Tomorrow, we have Oilers now from noon to 2 in the evening. I'm going to have Inside Sports from 6 to 7 because we got our final Eskimo show of the season from 7 to 8 with Morley Scott as they wrap it up after the loss in the East Final. Rob, I'll see you on Wednesday. Looking forward to it. That's our Inside the Game analyst, Rob Brown. Thanks to our studio producer, Kellen Kennedy, and to our engineer here at Rogers Place, Troy Bowler. More on the Oilers on 630 Chet.com. They win at 5 nothing over Chicago. This has been Canadian House Overtime Open Line from the Terry Paranish team broadcast My name is Reed Wilkins. Have a great night.